Welcome to the Color of Influence podcast, where you will hear conversations from influential people of color from around the world, from social media, and right here in your communities. These behind the scenes conversations will motivate you, inspire you, and encourage you. I am your host, Aisha Morgan, and let's meet today's guest. On today's episode, I get to sit down with Tyson Knight, a pop urban artist in California. Tyson was born in New Jersey, and I actually went to college with his sister. We were teammates at U of H on the track team, and it has been my pleasure to watch him evolve, not only as an artist, but also as a documentarian. And today we're gonna find out all about his art and his documentaries and where he wants to go from here. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Tyson Knight. All right, so welcome back to the podcast. We have a very special guest that I've known for a long time and had no idea he was such an amazing artist. So it has been amazing to watch him over the past couple of years um, really get into his art. So Tyson Knight, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and then we're going to get right into our conversation. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on your podcast. You're doing beautiful things with this podcast. So I thought it was very important to um, support. You know, it's very important that we support each other and what we do. Thank you. Uh, my name is Tyson Knight. I am an artist um, and a mentor. Um, I'm currently living in Palm Springs, California. I'm originally from New Jersey. Um, you know, I'm just, it's been a journey for me just being able to, to uh, manifest my art and, and get it out there and people appreciate it and get embraced and be able to line up my art with my purpose. So I think that's very important. So yeah, that's me. Awesome. So now you got to walk us through how did you get started in the art scene? Because it wasn't your original um, goal, right? Like you weren't doing this originally and then it kind of just happened over time. So tell us how you got started. Yeah, well, you know, basically, um, I've always been like artistic ever since I was a kid. Um, you know, what happened was I um, started, I became a barber for, for a long part of my life. For about 15 years, I was a barber. So that kind of was an art form as well. Mm-hmm. Um, once I moved to California, um, I did some modeling, some acting, and then I kind of picked up my art again. And just kind of was just, you know, trying to get it to fit somewhere and, 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 and get people to look at it. But I just focused on it and focused. And at one point, um, I was at home. I think it was in 2000, actually 16, actually. And I was home just watching like Netflix and watching all these like really cool like art documentaries. Cause I, I love all these certain artists, right? Like Basquiat, Keith Haring, yeah. I Roy Lechisasso. So I was just like constantly watching these uh, art documentaries and just trying to learn as much as I can about how these artists got started and, and, and what their inspiration was because they were my inspiration. So I got this wild idea that I was going to produce a art documentary. I didn't know how I was going to do it. Yeah. Um, but I said, you know what, I'm going to create my own art documentary and I'm going to showcase me and other artists and try to give us a platform to be noticed. Um, because I tried it with my art at first and it wasn't really catching on. People liked it, but they didn't know how to place it. It was different. Yeah. Kind of a, a, like pop art, urban art, fine art, and like abstract art. So it kind of wasn't finding its place. 
And I said, you know what, I'm going to do this documentary. So I would go to work as a barber, cut hair from like 12 hour days. Mm-hmm. And on my weekends, I would produce this film. Um, I would go up to LA, go all these different places. And it took me about nine months to get this whole thing done. And I got it done. And then I, it was called, the, well, actually, it's called The Art of Hustle Street Art Documentary, right? So I actually got it done. I started in 16, the production of it. Finally got it wrapped up in 17, put it into um, post-production. Found an editor. He helped me storyboard it. We edited the film. Then I started submitting it to film festivals all around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got accepted to um, art, a street art festival in France. I went there for that. And then it, it won an award in um, Oregon for the best okay. film for the feature film for the festival. Um, and then after that, I got it screened in Palm Springs um, at an American Documentary Film Festival. So someone, uh, uh, it was the art commissioner for Palm Springs, saw this film and had an idea that they were working on this project for the city. And he's like, you know what, this would be the perfect artist for this project. So, and then I went to the Street Bench Project, which, you know, just took my career to a whole nother level. Like that just shot me off into the stratosphere. Um, so basically what happened, it wasn't really my art that really got me going. It was the uh, film about okay. my art. Yeah. That made people say, okay, this is a cool film. Let's look at his art. And then it was like, wow, okay, well, we know how to place it now. Based off looking at his documentary, we get it. So I had to like yeah. kind of like lay it out. Everybody to see, like I had to kind of like, you know, lay out these crumbs. Like, okay, yeah, come on over here. The you see. Yeah. So that's how that came about. Um, and then from there, I went from doing the uh, Palm Springs uh, bench project downtown, doing all these colorful uh, benches. I was able to put Basquiat and Keith Haring and all these different, Andy Warhol and all these different artists um, in 2019. And then from there, I started doing art mentoring. And he's like, you know what, Tyson, you'll be the perfect person to come into the schools and uh, deal with our at-risk youth and through art. So then that's how everything got going. Then my name started going that direction. And then I started getting, you know, calls from Miami and all these other places to put my art in shows and art Basel. And then I started getting press. And then it was just kind of was this, this, this amazing journey that started from this one film. Yeah. So that's how my started from being a kid, being a barber for a long part of my life, and then transitioning to the art um, where I'm at now currently in my life, in my career. So talk to me a little bit about the film. Like, how did you go about finding your artist? Um, you know, what was the film about? Well, so the film was about street art, right? And how, how that process works and how street artists started to get really known and, and start to get accepted into the galleries. I mean, you have all these artists now that's making mega money and super successful and they, they started out as street artists. So it's, it was this genre of art that caught on in the art world because the art world is a the art world is a very small niche community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people at top control the art market, so they let the street artists in. So basically, uh, this film, I wanted to highlight my journey as, a, as an artist and highlight other artists. So how I found all the artists was, was pretty amazing because I think everything was kind of lining up for me for this thing to manifest. Yeah. So I put an ad on this, right? Looking for artists, you know. Um, I did everything by word of mouth. Also, the barbershop came in very handy. And you know, in a barbershop, like, you meet all walks of life. I mean, everybody right. need a haircut. I mean, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So that was 
that was a real cool place to network. That's why I found my um, uh, my uh, center photographer, and, um, I, and you know I found him through you know the barbershop, and then I found my website designer through the barbershop. Um, like I said, and I put all these things together, and then it started to roll. So I met um, another artist who was a graffiti artist and a tattoo artist. He lived here in the Palm Springs area. He was on there. Then I met uh, a young lady from um, Long Beach. She through uh, Craigslist, and she got on the film, and then it kind of went there. Then once people saw that, it was like, wow, this thing is kind of you know going somewhere. You know, sometimes you gotta um, you know manifest some things for yourself, and people have to see your vision, and then people add on to it, and then they right. help you, you know, that forward. So that's how that the film came about, and that's how I found um, um, every individual, except for a homeless artist who I feature too. I found him just being downtown Palm Springs and seeing him selling his art on the little uh, bench there. And I was like, I can add him to this film. I think he'll be a really key part to this film because then it's showing you from the struggles of uh, a normal artist and struggles of a homeless artist bringing that full circle, right? So I thought that would be really cool. And, and, and I'm glad that I included him in this film because um, I was able to do another film based off him after that first documentary, then I doubled back and did the Homeless Street Art documentary. Then I was able to get that same process. People added on. I was able to get another homeless artist there. And then, like, it just added on. Then I got with Street Life Project. And then they, they got involved to take the, the funds from this film to help uh, house homeless people. So it just really it started, like, from just a small plan and, and, and having the determination to focus. And then everything kind of lined up for me for everything to fall into place. And both films actually won awards. Oh, I think awesome. that's pretty cool. So where <laughs> can we check them out? Um, right now on my YouTube channel, I have um, all the films there now. Um, so anybody can check them out. And okay. They like what they see. Like it, leave a comment. If they don't like it, they don't have to comment. Whatever, <laughs> you know. You know how to the internet, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's there for anybody to enjoy if they want to see it. And, um, you know, I welcome people to look at it. And, you know, if you get inspired by it, I think I, my job is done. Awesome. And I'll have links to both videos in our notes and our show notes so y'all can easily find um, both documentaries. Now, you talked about the bench project. Explain a little Mm -hmm. bit of that to us. Okay, so it was a okay. So the city was going to spend, um, I think it was um, like five hundred thousand, half a million dollars to replace all the, uh, the, the benches downtown that people sit on. Right. Okay. So the art commission came up with an idea. Why don't we just hire artists to paint those instead of replace them? So it'd be, you know, it would be significantly less than the $500,000 budget to replace every single street bench downtown. Right. And that's when um, the um, art commissioner saw me um, at my film, they saw me in the film and was like, I want to get this guy. I like his work. Let's go with him. So it, it was a test pilot project in 2019. So the art commission got this thing approved through city council. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, we'll do a test pilot project. We'll bring in one artist. We'll let him do 12 of them in 2019. If the public likes it and everything's good, then we'll green like the rest of the, I mean, I think it was about 60, 60 to 70 more benches that was left after the 12. So that was a lot of pressure on me to do this, right? So <laughs> yeah. I had, to learn, I had to learn everything. I had to learn um, 
the, the sanding because I have so much uh, paint to, from the city just coming by and just kind of every time they get worn down, they just come put this paint back over it, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like these layers and layers. I had to sand and, and primer and then sketch and do, it was this, this process, right? But I learned so much and it helped my, made my career so much. Um, also, I, <laughs> I had to do these Middle of the summer in Palm Springs. I don't know if you know how hot it is in Palm Springs in the middle of the summer. It's triple well, digits I'm in Texas, every day. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you know. Yeah. So it was like I think the day I started it was like 123 degrees out there, Ooh. right? So, <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna focus and I'm gonna get this done. So I learned everything about it: the right paint, um, you know, the right heat resistant paint, and the right um, gloss to put over it and sealant. So when people sit, spill ice cream or whatever have you on it it would last. So I got that done. Um, so they let them sit um, 19. Then obviously the pandemic happened, right? right. So everything was on hold. But in the middle of the pandemic, the city was like, hey, we got a really, really great response from what Tyson did. We're going to green like the rest of them. We're going to put some money in the pockets of some artists because everybody was kind of going through it, right? Like everybody was struggling, especially right. independent contracts were really going through it, right? So it was just a perfect storm, like pandemic, artists need to work. Okay, the city said, let's do it. And throughout the middle of the pandemic, I was, uh, they, they brought me back in because I knew all the techniques. I learned everything from trial and error. Mm-hmm. And they said, we want you to teach the other artists what you did to make these, this project a success. And we'll pay you to do that. Okay. So I managed over seven. I managed about maybe, I'll say maybe, 30 artists or so, I may be off a little bit, 30 artists or so, we did about 50 to 60 of them. Okay. Uh, more of the, uh, we did them at City Hall, uh, at the Palm Springs Airport, um, at the Convention Center, and obviously all the way downtown to the end of downtown. So mm-hmm. all different styles of artists, and it was just like an incredible, incredible experience. So I'm, I'm glad that I was able to spearhead that and create other opportunities for other artists, right? Yeah. You know, through that project. That's amazing. So since you did that and you won awards for your documentaries, you've been to Art Basel, you've been to all these different things, how has that, well, has it changed you as an artist? Or is it kind of more like giving you more confidence? You know, um, it's a funny thing. I always had confidence in my art. I think what changed me you know, just as an individual, um, just understanding my purpose, that gave me like a very um, great sense of understanding and humility, right? So mm-hmm. if anything, I changed more of a human being and just, right, was able to see things from different lenses, like, wow, like these experiences um, that I got to see going other to France and, and going to Miami and, you know, going to these places and really opening up my eyes and opening up my world, yeah. my understanding. So. You know, the art has always been a part of me, but I think the major um, component of that is that as an individual and as a man, I grew, you know, um, spiritually and emotionally, you know, uh, into a deep appreciation for just life in general and inspire people. But I think that's the most important because, you know, artists, you have so many amazing artists, right? Like these yeah. artists, that's even like better than me. I see some art that blows my mind and I'm an artist and I think I'm pretty good, right? Um, but I think that connection and, and, and understanding how you can 
put something positive in the world and, and, and inspire somebody, even if they're not an artist, just to, you know, to go for their dreams. So I think that's the most important thing um, that coincides with my art for me. If you had to explain your art to someone, like, how would you explain it? Like, what do you paint? Um, what inspires you? Um, if I had to explain it, I, I explain it like this. I call it uh, pop urban art. Okay. Um, so that's like what I earlier, that's a mixture of like uh, fine art influences, uh, street art and pop art. Like when I was younger, my parents um, put me into some um, art lessons as a child. Mm-hmm. And I would do like, I would like these raccoons and like these milk cartons, you know, just kind of learning structure and concept and where things go, light, you know, how light hits a picture and like, all these different things, right? Yeah. Um, so I was blessed enough that my parents, you know, did that for me. So I had that in my arsenal as well. So I always like to do street art and the graffiti, but it, I'll be able to mash all those together. So I just get inspired by things I see. Um, I love colors. I used to ride the train going up to New York. I used to see all the beautiful, like, colors on the train. It's graffiti, yeah. and I'm always attracted to color, right? So color has always been uh, something that I uh, I love to do. And I'll, I'll use every color. If I have, like, 10 paint cans, I'll use every color. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fit these colors in somehow. And I think that's um, that's what gives me um, uh, people to, to look at my work because even if you – don't necessarily like my style of artwork because um, I think everybody has different styles of artwork they like, right? You just got to find your audience. Yeah. You're not going to be able to look away. It's not going to grab you. It's going to grab you. You're going to look at it like, wow, like that's different. Like, okay, I see where you're going with that. Okay, cool. And then you might, you might say, oh, you know what? Let me go check them out. Not really my style, but let me go check them out. Like, and I think that's the thing where people, um, when it comes to art and colors and stuff, I think people sometimes need to really like, see what you're doing and you like like i said earlier like spell it out for them like okay yeah. this is what i'm doing and then, it, then it's up to you like you know so i think that's an amazing thing yeah have you had a lot of people commission you to do pieces for them yes i've done um since the bench project i've done maybe 10 to 15 um wall murals okay um yeah um, i mean i it just went like boom 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 like I, it's and it's so cool because I'm doing private um, homes, private residence, and commercial uh, uh, residence. Um, I've been sponsored by Don Edwards Paint um, in collaboration with them. I've been able to work with um, the Boys and Girls Club, uh, Porsche, um, just like all these really cool companies, you know, just based off of um, I'm just putting my art out there and, and, and um using color and people just like, wow, this, this is, we like, this is something different. And, you know, it has a, a lot of the East flair to it too, right? Because, you know, all, a lot of my um, inspiration comes from that New York, you know, 70s, 80s yeah. art style, right? So I'm able to come to California and kind of mesh those worlds together. So I think it's something different that, and it's, and it's, and it's finally, people are finally getting it. Like, okay, I know where Tyson's going with that. Yeah, so I appreciate it. I've had a lot of commissions, a lot of people, um, you know, asking about my art. Um, I even do commissions on canvases. Um, you know, uh, I did commissions on clothes before, you know, just whatever I could, you know, on masks and different things mm-hmm. like that. So what's the process of doing like a wall mural? Because I feel like that's just such a big task. 
Like, how do you just wrap your brain around like you covering this whole wall? You know, it's um, it's I mean, when I, when I did my first one, it's very um, it was very intimidating at first because you know you're taking um something you put in on in a, in a large space versus mm-hmm. is a canvas, canvas right? And you had this large space, um, so you know uh, a lot of people don't don't know this and don't understand this, but just the prep work alone to do a wall mural, like getting it set up to even put a sketch or a paint on it. You yeah. have to sand it. The wall has to be even. You have to put primer. It's like this whole ordeal, right? Just yeah. to get it ready to paint. Then you can either do, uh, you can graph it out and then you got to sketch back up, look at it, make sure everything's proportioned right. You might have to move some things over. Um, it's definitely a process, but I think that the beauty of it is once you get past the initial stage of starting and you get in like a, like a couple of days in then it's like you just keep going like you don't think about it you just kind of keep going keep going keep yeah going. then when you look up you back up and be like wow I, I did this like sometimes i you know sometimes i'll even amaze myself like i'll be working on it on like 10 hours straight right and then i'll come back the next day to to where i'm working and on the project and i'll be like damn i did that yeah <laughs> yeah like it's like it's so trippy to me like wow like this is incredible. This is amazing. Like I'm able to focus and get this thing done. So it's like, it's like just the universe and power just working through me to get this, this, this out there. So how long does it anybody do can do? Um, it depends on the size of the mural. Like I've done some that's about uh, 40 feet uh, long, 10 feet high. I've done some that's six feet, eight feet. It okay. just depends on size of the mural and the complexity of it and the detail of it. Um, some I've taken two weeks to three weeks to do. Some I've done in two days, three days. Gotcha. Just depends okay. on detail goes. And I've done water tanks and like I was on Joshua Tree. I did this big water tank. That was different. I've done a lot of walls where other artists said they couldn't, muralists said they couldn't do. I'll, I'll take on any task. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> I will figure it out. So I've done like all these different things. So I think, you know, it's really cool. It just depends on the size, what the object is. Is it a flat wall? Is it a water tank? Is it a uh, electrical box? Is it a park bench? Whatever it is, then you, you know, you work it from there. Gotcha. Okay. Water tank. I don't know. But it's all awesome up there. You'll be working all day on it. doesn't be working all day on it. Though, right? Yeah. You're going to be sun up the sun. You're going to be there. Yeah, so bring, bring, I bring a little cooler. And my my food in there, my drinks to stay hydrated. Yeah, got a little. I gotta have to a bathroom, so you know. And I'm I'm just there, music on, going. Yeah, get in the vibe in the zone. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so cool. So from here, where would you like the Tyson Knight name to go? Um, you know, um, you know, I just, you know, the thing about this, I I, I had a um, screening an exhibition Friday and I asked, I asked the same question. You know, I don't, I, I just like the way it's going. Like I, yeah. I, I've learned to, you know, I've learned to uh, trust the process, right? Like, you know, every time I plan something or want something to go a certain way, it never works out for me. But okay. when I just do the work, I do the work and I, and I'm present and I show up and I, and my man and my word, and I do what's, what needs to be done and be diligent about it, it always finds its place. So what I'm going to say is 
to answer that question, I'm just going to continue to do the work, um, keep the morality high, be, have integrity, and just work at it and keep going and let it fall where it's going to fall. And I just have faith that it's going to keep continuing going in that direction. I just plan to do good work. Yeah. And just be a decent human. That's what I plan to do. I'm going to let everything else it. just. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. So do you have any documentaries coming up? I mean, you did too. I was thinking like, too bad you didn't record yourself teaching them how to do all that stuff for the bench project. Um, yeah. But do you have any yeah. other documentaries in your mind that you would like to do? Um, you know, I I was thinking about doing a documentary, but I just had one done on me by um, Visit Palm Springs. And they kind of um, went into detail. Um, they were invited to the school I worked at. I was doing a wall mural with children. So other people have done documentaries on me. Um, cool. I'm not going to say yes, I'm going to do another documentary, but I'm not going to say no. Because you you kind of never know, like right? Like I said, I'm just gonna let this let everything work itself out. It's gonna yeah. continue to do the work. So I'm open to if that opportunity, you know, um, presents itself. Right now, I, I don't I don't see that right now, but that doesn't mean it's not gonna be um, something in the future, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I would, if it came about, I would definitely do it. I love doing film, you know. And it's funny because when I used to do the modeling and acting, I would be at when these sets, and I would like be more intrigued about what's going on behind the camera. Like, yeah. How's that work? How are you doing that? Oh, your scene is up. Oh, okay, cool. Let me get it by seed, right? So I took a little bit of that knowledge and that's how I was able to kind of create this film. So yeah, I'm just I'm just a student of the game. You know, I just want to soak up as much as I can and just kind of use whatever I can use to make things happen. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. So I know you um, said that you are inspired by Basquiat and some other people. What is it about them that inspires you? Like, what is it about their art and their story that kind of has influenced you as an artist? You know, everything they have in common is that they were disruptors. And what I mean by that, they had enough self-belief to believe in their own abilities and their style of artwork. To me, that is an incredible thing because as an artist, you have to be able to take a lot of criticism. Mm-hmm. That's one because everybody's going to tell you how your art should be, what's going to sell, what's not going to sell. And those artists there, they, they play by their own rules. And they were right. And they got it right. And that's what inspires me about them. They, they, they believed in what they were doing. They knew what they were doing was, was, was special. And they made it happen. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Basquiat, you know, he had this style of painting. It was very political in his artwork and really was just doing these crude drawings and just like he would paint on refrigerator doors and tires and like whatever he could. Like, yeah. And, and, and now, now we see the creative genius of, of Basquiat all these years later has artwork and selling for millions of dollars. Right. And it's just but back then people weren't really taken to it until he, right. you know, forged his way through. Andy Warhol the same way. Andy Warhol started like Andy Warhol to me is just like the social media before social media. Like everything that's going on social media now, Andy Warhol was doing back then, like silk screening and you know painting, you know doing these celebrity paintings and doing like that was all. Like he was so much ahead of his time. Right. And then you had like Keith Haring, all these other guys. So 
that's what I like. That these guys really were disruptors. They brought in a new genre of art. It it took on. People got it, and now they have birthed all these other artists that's trying to follow in their footsteps. Yeah. To me, that's that's major, and they've been gone for twenty some odd years, and their influence is still here. Yeah. That's that's incredible. So that's, that's what inspires me about them. I love it. Yeah. Now, could you see yourself like having your art, you know, in major stores on clothing, um, any kind of textiles, maybe like some, I don't know, lifestyle brand? Do you want to go past just the canvas or you you good with just, you know, keeping your art art? Um, like I said earlier, I'm just going to let, you know, you know, I'm just gonna let it let's do the work and 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 once once things you know are are presented to me, um, I'll just you know um, make those decisions at that time. Because to me, it has to feel right too. Yeah. Like just when I'm getting presented with something, it has to feel right. Like I don't want to do something just to do it, right? I want to do it because it's gonna have a purpose. Like I got to stay in that purpose thing. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. Like if it comes and 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 if the timing is right and it feels right. I don't see an issue with it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to explore it because then I could, you know, um, I'm, I'm real big on uh, building legacies and, and um, footprints for other people to follow, follow when, I, if I'm, when I'm not here anymore, right? So I'm real big on that. So whoever that manifests is and wherever I can make the proper decisions that make sense and feels good in my heart, mind, body, and soul, then I'll do that. Gotcha. Well, I know that there's a lot of artists um, that I've seen lately um, mm-hmm. who like have lines in target. Um, I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of people that I interview honestly have products in target just because okay, yeah. it's just how things go in my world right now. But um, I would personally would love to see, you know, me walk into target and there's a display yeah. with like your canvases and, you know, your prints yeah. right there and, a pillow that I could buy that has like all these beautiful colors on it. Um, I know you're not going to look, but Target does have like, <laughs> I feel like they need to pay me. Um, but they have this, like <laughs> they have a program for black okay. entrepreneurs um, okay. who are looking to get into stores. Um, I know they have like this whole, um, I don't know what you want to call it, incentive or whatever that they have, like 40% of all their mm-hmm. products are going to be black owned um, or other than white people owned in their, um, in their stores. But even if mm-hmm. it was just, you know, California or something, um, yeah. I, I personally think that would be cool. Um, I like to, you know, make connections and mend things together for people. So, I will yeah. send you the link for, you know, their program. No. I'm serious because why not? Like, yeah. hey. Well, we see, see that's what I didn't mean to cut you off, but see, that's what I'm talking about, how that came organically, right? Like, you're going to send me that link. So then that's today, like this whole conversation, this whole interview, how you reached out and then we, now we're here speaking, right? And it's changing yeah. this, this beautiful exactly. energy, right? And then you can send me the link. See, that's how... I let things happen. I didn't plan that. That's, yeah. yeah. That's just manifesting. 
that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's cool. Like, so I appreciate that. Like, yeah. And I mean, like I was, you know, talking to some of my friends and I don't know if you know who Tabitha Brown is, but, um, she's like a big vegan, um, you know, has a restaurant somewhere in California and, um, just big social media influencer. And she just signed a deal with Target. Yeah. So she just Yeah, we did a I'm saying to cut you off. We did a film together. Um oh, cool. House arrest. Okay. Played her uh, love interest. Yeah, I played her boyfriend. She actually was, you know, Tabitha's really cool. She actually uh was the, the reason I got casted in this film. Wow. And this okay. was back in like six. Okay. So yeah, me and her, we we yeah, I think Tabitha is real cool. I'm glad that she's doing such amazing things, you know. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Did a film but she just, she has right like there. three drops with Target. She did a clothing. She just did a lifestyle last weekend. But like when I was looking at her stuff and preparing for mm-hmm. today, I'm like, I could definitely see like your paintings on a mug or a pillow or, you know, on a towel or something. Not that you want to do all that type of stuff, but I'm just saying, like, I could definitely see. Like, it makes, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think you're right. It's all about expanding and, and growing, you know, growing your business. So yeah. That, that does make sense. And like, present it to me, I'll explore it. If it, if it feels right. Exactly. So, and I mean, <laughs> from the other, uh, you know, people that I know from Target, um, they're very good about helping you through the process. So, you know, making the stuff themselves, like as opposed to you having to have a manufacturer, um, they'll right. have it. And then they'll say like, we're only going to sell, you know, 200 pieces throughout the country and see how that goes. And then we'll go from there or something. So um, I love it. Yeah. It's very, it. it's, it's a, good program to be a part of i know they teach you about business and it's like a whole cohort of people Mm -hmm. um that are black business owners that go through this program so it's like different i know there's different programs that they have within the target um black owned business thing so but i will shoot you that i I appreciate it like yeah i definitely appreciate that like that sounds like something amazing that I should really look at. And, and Yeah. Because your stuff is so like eye catching that if it was in the store, you know what I mean? Like, I know I would be drawn to that. Like, oh, what is that? It's so bright and colorful and like, it's just happy. Like it looks happy, your art. So cool. I definitely think it would be an eye catcher. Absolutely. Send me that link. I appreciate that for sure. Definitely will. So before we wrap up, please give everybody information on how they can find you on social media or websites um, in your local area so that we can connect with you once this episode is up. Um, hey, everyone. You know, hopefully I can reconnect. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms at Tyson Knight. So that's T-Y-S-E-N. K-N-I-G-H-T is Tyson with an E. So Tyson Knight on all platforms. That's, you know, all social media platforms. My website, TysonKnight.com. My YouTube channel. um, My email is info at TysonKnight.com. 
you know, um, you can reach me tons of ways. I'm, I'm, I'm out here. <laughs> I'm oh. out here. I'm out here making it happen. <laughs> yes. And making amazing art in the process. So I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out this evening to have a chat with me. I really look forward to where things go for you, whether it be art or otherwise. Um, I've been enjoying the process of just watching, you know, your art evolve over the past couple of years through social media. So it's been amazing. Appreciate that. Thank you so much for reaching out and, you know, and, uh, inviting me to your platform because, you know, every, you're a part of my journey now you know it's it's all these things like all these building blocks right like so many people helped me in my journey and now i can add you to the list someone awesome. helped me in my journey right glad i can be <laughs> a part of it <laughs> absolutely i'm glad you are too all right so definitely though um i will be in contact with you send you the link for the target um cohorts and all that information okay. there's a couple other ones that i know too that i'll send you um, that really like help you with like the business part of, you know, taking yourself to the next right. level. So let's do it. All right. And Thank if I'm so ever in Palm Springs, I will hit you up and we yeah. can hang out or something. I mean, I don't know when I'm going to get out there, but you never know. <laughs> I can show you some of the like really cool, like art stuff, art installations and stuff like that. Um, like we got an amazing museum and like so much of really cool, like things you can, you know, you can do. Yeah. That'd be cool. So, yeah. And if yeah, you're ever in Houston, hit me up. I mean, we, we have a pretty good art scene here. Um, I mean, I, you probably haven't been here in a while, but it's actually yeah. pretty booming, you know, little scene now. And like over by U of H, like that project row house. Is pretty much okay. like all our installations. Well, all right. So like we'll definitely coming. keep in contact with each other. Um, again, I'm so proud of you. Love all of what you're yeah. doing. And I really can't wait to see where you go from here. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. I'm, I can't wait as well. I journey, the journey is like the most important part. The destination is the journey is what is where the where the magic in the heart is. So yeah. Exactly. All right. I'll talk to you later. Later. Bye. And that's a wrap on another amazing episode. I know that you were just as inspired as I was after listening to that conversation. And to let us know how we're doing, don't forget to leave us a review, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on all social media platforms from YouTube to Facebook at The Color of Influence and on Instagram, the underscore color underscore of underscore influence. You can check out all of our episodes and additional content on our website, thecolorofinfluence.com. And that's N only for influence. And don't forget to share the podcast with someone you know and have them share the podcast with someone they know. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, peace out.